Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. Thank you for joining me tonight. You may be listening to this on our podcast, in which case, welcome to the Spirit World Center podcast. And of course, you might be listening to this on YouTube or some other video platform, in which case, welcome to the Spirit World Center daily video. Today, we're going to be talking about automatic writing as well as channeling. Automatic writing was actually one of the first things that I wrote about. And uh, there's actually a, uh, a Kindle ebook from a number of years ago, uh, written under my uh, nom de plume of Eric Tao. And um, it's, it's a little, uh, probably 50 pages, and uh, it's like $2.99 on Kindle. But I, in that text, I went through all of the available information on automatic writing and drawing, and I um, brought it all together. And so I was curious, you know, what are the various ways in which automatic writing and drawing are conducted? And uh, so I went through the literature, and I really kind of systemized these many different ways. And so it's, it's an interesting read, and I'll talk about some of those techniques tonight. Um, but uh, ultimately, what is automatic writing, and what is automatic drawing? Well, both of these techniques are really when you put the conscious mind aside and let something other than the conscious mind do some writing or do some drawing. And that can be many, many different sources. You can allow your spiritual guides to come through and communicate through your writing or communicate through drawing. You can also allow your subconscious mind, um, which I would also tend to, to characterize that as having your higher self come through, right? Um, very much when when I talk about a subconscious, I you know most people tend to think okay it's below your conscious mind it's something else. A lot of the time though, when it's coming from your intuition and such, it's coming from a higher source. It's coming from who your true self is, who you truly are, and that's your higher self. And so it's coming from those spiritual parts of you that can be very um, knowledgeable about. A great deal of things and so it's always useful to connect with your higher self so that's one source that you can connect with in automatic writing or automatic drawing then of course you can reach out to various beings um, people use automatic writing for mediumship and uh, even within the shamanic tradition you can easily use automatic writing to reach out and connect with animal spirits or ancestors this sort of thing and Ultimately, what automatic writing or drawing is, is that you allow your hand to just write or draw, and therefore you allow something to use your hand to write or draw. And in this way, it's kind of, in extreme forms, it can almost be a form of possession, right? In that you're just sitting there with your hand on the paper, and then something comes in, something starts interfacing with you, and you just start to write and draw, and you are completely unaware of what you are writing or drawing. 
And this, of course, is one possible way of automatic writing and drawing. If you find it difficult to just sit there with a blank piece of paper and write and allow your hand to just do its own thing, right? This is fully automatic writing. That's, you know, if you find that difficult, that's okay because there's other methods. And uh, so, of course, the other one that uh, we talked about in the book was kind of inspirational automatic writing or drawing where you you're you're still in control and you are you know you're conscious of having the pen on the paper but then you're just going with your intuition you're you're it's not that something is coming through and and controlling your hand but rather you are simply writing and drawing the first thing that comes to mind because this is something being fed to you by your intuition and so you are not uh, you're not giving in to any kind of self-censorship right self-censorship is the enemy of this approach no matter how weird or funny this any message that might come through right you write it down and so if it's like red dog went to the pond, right? Just write it down because as you form that connection, as you start to just allow things to come through, as you are inspired and something comes through from your intuition and you write it down, that connection is going to get stronger to the point where now you're going to start getting real messages through your intuition that are coming through to you and you're jotting them down instantly. This is a way of really getting a a decent connection to whatever source without having to give over full control, right? You're allowing them to inspire what you're doing. And by listening to them, you're making it easier and easier for them to inspire further actions and further writing or drawing. Now, and it, when it comes to drawing, you know, as opposed to something like a word that you're writing, it would be, okay, I feel like drawing a line there, right? And that would guide you. Now, another possibility out there is when you essentially make sense of the noise, right? When you allow yourself to just kind of make scribbles, right? Just, just empty your mind, clear your mind, and then just start allowing your hand, you know, just to make these random squiggles on the page. And just allow yourself to be guided, even though you, you have no idea what's going on, right? This is, this is what I refer to as white noise, automatic writing or automatic drawing. And so you're just, you're making all these random squiggles, right? But you're trusting that something is going to guide you in how you're making those squiggles. And so that can be a very uh, powerful technique because what you do after is you look at the squiggles and then you start doing pattern recognition. Can you see anything here? Does this squiggle over here look like a rocket ship? Does that look like a cat? Okay, now you take a pen or highlighter or something else and you start to go through the squiggles and you start to connect them you start to make sense make order out of the chaos and see if there's anything that might have been encoded within that white noise and uh, so this is also a very useful means of, of automatic writing or drawing now when you perform 
any of these techniques. You'll want to be in a nice, calm, relaxed trance state beforehand. And this can be done through breathing exercises. Uh, you'll also want to cleanse yourself in the room so that you're not picking up on all these other energies that might, uh, that might get in the way of the signal, right? Because you want to have that pure signal to the other side or to the target, to the source that you're trying to communicate with. That is very, very important. So I think that's, uh, that's a good start for automatic writing for today. One other thing to bear in mind is always give a good cleanse afterwards so that you know, nothing that you don't want is, is hanging around. And another thing is to always be very clear regarding your target, regarding who you want to communicate with. Never just open up to anyone who wants to communicate with you. This is a terrible, terrible idea, okay? Uh, just imagine going out into a public square, or let's say Times Square in New York, and just shouting out who wants to talk to me. You're gonna get some weirdo, right? So instead, always focus on knowing exactly who you are meeting with, or who you want to, to target and, and gain the knowledge from, whether it's your higher self, whether it's your spiritual guides, whether it's anyone like that. Uh, this is the difference between just meeting a random stranger and communicating with them or having a business meeting and showing up and knowing who you are meeting with. That's, that's a very useful thing to, uh, to have in order and to have some control over because that will keep you safe as you work with the spirits, right? Always be specific about who you are working with. This is very important. So that's, that's about it for, for automatic writing for now. Um, I also wanted to talk briefly about channeling. Channeling is a really wonderful thing to, to do. In a lot of ways, it, it can be very much an intermediate, intermediate or advanced technique. But uh, there's various levels of channeling, of course, right? There is channeling, which is very close to actual possession. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's channeling, which very much feels like the inspired form of automatic writing that I was talking about before, where you're just listening to your intuition and it's like, okay, I feel that this word is coming through. Okay, you know, and yeah, it's a red fox or something like that. Um, and and so you, you're just kind of allowing yourself to have that, that signal come through from the other side, and then you, um, you run with it, right? You, you say it, you write it down. Uh, this, is, this is one way to channel. Now, often the, the trick to channeling, whether it's full-on possession or whether it's, you know, you're hearing something that you are relating or you are just being inspired to say something, uh, regardless of, of what you are doing. First off, you want to, to cleanse yourself first, always to have that clear signal. And then you want to really calm yourself, calm your mind. Then you also want to be specific about the target that you're reaching out to. That is always so very important. And then the next thing is to get out of your own way. 
you don't want to be in control. In fact, one of the biggest difficulties for channeling is always trying to stay in control of the experience. This is why you can be a very powerful channel if you are skilled at just letting go and putting your conscious mind to the side and allowing that signal to come through you. That is uh, absolutely integral to being a good channel, is being able to get out of the way. Now, of course, always, if you are trying out channeling, definitely make sure that you have all your protection in place. Have your guardian spirit with you. In fact, some of the best place to start channeling is your guardian spirit because you know that they're not going to mess with you. Uh, and so, but, but always have your spiritual team on standby so that they are protecting you. They are acting as your enforcers, your bodyguards, so that you don't uh, get into any kind of trouble. So that's... Uh, those are some pointers about channeling. And, and ultimately, channeling is just letting some other consciousness communicate through you, right? And so, of course, they can have various levels of control in that process. But, uh, but ultimately, ultimately, even if you give them full control, you're still in charge because you still have your free will and you are allowing them to come through. That's an important distinction to make, right? You're allowing them to come through. If you ever have anything come through that is uninvited, know that that is a serious breach of your free will. And if it comes through uninvited, it more than likely is something negative because that is just not... Um, that's not good etiquette when it comes to the spirits and anything positive will tend to always wait for you to invite it in or to uh, ask it will ask permission so if anything is just coming through unbidden and actually taking control that is something that you should definitely look into and seek and, and engage in spiritual self-defense um, that is that is certainly uh, something that I would uh, that I would suggest. Now, of course, if it is just messages coming through, clear audience, that sort of thing, that's a different matter. Um, sometimes spirits can just be so eager to to reach out and speak that uh, you will get messages like that. Uh, so it's more if something wants to control you. That's that's the issue, right? That's when you should alarm bells should be going off, red flags. Now, um, yeah, and one other thing to bear in mind is that, uh, and this is kind of an aside, but if you are ever getting clear audience and they won't leave you alone, you know, they just won't be quiet, uh, it is always important to have office hours, right? Think of this as, you know, think of yourself as a, um, if the spirits know that you can hear them, Sometimes they can be very excited to talk with you. Sometimes they need help. Sometimes they are looking for other things. And, uh, and so office hours are essential. Think of yourself as a, a psychiatrist or some other kind of professional of that sort. And you have your 
You're, you, you know, you have no door on your office and you have all of these beings coming in all the time into your office. There's like three people sitting on your couch. There's one sitting on your desk. There's like a bunch pacing around the room. You can't, first off, you can't do any of them any help if you do not have boundaries because think of that, that cacophony that's happening there. That would be very difficult to work within. So instead, it's important to have a door to your office. It's important to have a waiting room outside. It's important to have a assistant who will let them in uh, in order um, as they are called. These are all very important things to make sure that there is some orderliness and so that you can operate to the maximum of your effectiveness when it comes to interacting with the spirits, right? Just because you're clear audience doesn't mean that anyone can give you any message at any time. You still have to act within this world and you still have to, to get by. So uh, no matter how much you want to help the spirits, having office hours is absolutely um, essential. So I suggest uh, closing yourself off to spiritual communications during certain hours of the day. And only having communications with the spirits when you want it. And that can just be a few hours of the day, but those are your office hours. Now, the important thing to bear in mind is if you have office hours of this type and you are gifted with clairaudience or clairsentience or any of these types of, you know, the clairs, then uh, you should definitely keep those office hours. If you don't keep them, then they'll stop respecting them and they'll start to try and come through at all other times. So it's it, that's your steam valve, right? You always have to have those office hours. You have to keep them regularly and then they will they'll respect those hours. That's very, very important. And this can help you stay grounded and, uh, and level-headed when you are dealing with uh, with a lot of uh, spiritual energies that otherwise might uh, uh, might take advantage is the wrong word but uh, you know they might not look out for they might not set your boundaries if you don't set your boundaries yourself right they might not um, they might take too much in their exuberance and so you have to set your boundaries this is important in all spiritual work so anyways, that's, uh, that's all I think for tonight's uh, video or podcast, depending on where you're listening to this. So thank you everyone so much for joining. This has been a pleasure, and uh, there will be many more uh, episodes of this in the future. We are going to be putting these out every day from here on out. So take care, everyone. Lots of love and light, and bye-bye.